This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I am joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Hello. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. Hi. We are a film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each month we pick a theme, and each week one of us picks a movie that falls into that theme. We're in the month of October. Matt, what's the theme? Well, because it's October, I've decided I'm going to talk like Vincent Price. Not for the whole episode. Oh, well, like... Why not? No. I welcome it. I think it's a great idea. The theme is not murder. Stewie. You do sound like Say Butterfingers. That is what Vincent Price sounds like, dear. Okay, what's the theme? (laughs) Well, the theme is Stephen King month. Woohoo! Spooky. So you guys know by now, hopefully, but for new listeners, we will each pick a Stephen King movie. And then at the end of the month, which is traditionally Guido's uh, episode, Mm. we will rank each person's pick or all the picks from... Favorite to least favorite or least favorite to favorite. However you would like to go. According to Tammy at the end of uh, last week's episode, part of the theme that we're doing is, and I guess it is true because we're all big Stephen King fans. Yes. Um, each one of us the, of our adaptation picks, we have also read the book or novella, short story. By I, wanted, I, I wanted to pick a, one of his adaptations of a book that I actually read. Oh, no, I was the same way. Well, before we get to um, Tammy and Guido's son's fascination with the character in my movie, I have some Stephen King facts. So he was born September 21st, 1947 in Portland, Maine. Wow, he has the same birthday as my Not dad? Not surprised. I guess he does, yeah. Well, I mean, wait, what year? 1947. No, he's okay. older than Yeah, he's dad. older than my dad. He's older yeah. than my dad. Um, so he's written 65 novels slash novellas, seven under the pseudonym Richard Bachman, and over 200 short stories. He has sold more than 400 million copies of his books. Wow. His first story was, was called The Glass Floor, and it uh, was published in kind of like a literary magazine in 1967. Carrie was his first published work, published by Doubleday in 1974. And today he, uh, he's married. He has three children, one of which is, who is also an, uh, an author and screenwriter, Joe Joe, Joe Hill. Hill? That's his, well, uh, his other son, Owen, is also an, uh, an author. His his daughter is a pastor. Okay. And he resides, splits his time between Maine and Florida. I thought Maine didn't exist. It does. No, he made it up. Okay. Oh. He made up Maine. All right. We didn't uh, have Maine before Stephen King. Yes. He's made up of okay. Maine? <laughs> Maine, is, Stephen King coined the Mandala effect. It's the Mandala effect. So where did I go in my childhood? Well, when did you go on these trips? When I was younger. Did you meet God? So, so you went there after he started writing books. Oh, so he actually like caused the growth of Maine. At, he made North he East. made Maine. Okay, he created it. Amazing. Well, before we get to my pick, uh, Tammy, what uh, abomination of artwork are you showing on your phone right now that your son drew? So, uh, my second grader came home from school, and I'm taking out his homework from his folder. Guido, did you see this? No. This picture? Is it a PP? A PP? <laughs> no. No, we wouldn't be talking about it on. It's a picture of a scary clown. And Georgie, isn't it? Flip the page. Tammy, what the fuck? Dude, it's like in the movie The Ring where the teacher shows the creepy pictures to the mom. <laughs> Do you see Georgie? I'm worried the, about the him. Picture? He drew. A picture of... Georgie is kind of shaped like a pee-pee, I must say, on this Georgie's picture. cute, but the... How does he know? No, so no. He how? knows because he was watching a YouTube, YouTube games, gamers, and they had referenced yeah, yeah. Um, Pennywise. A, my one cousin's son, I think he's either like a year or two older than yours, and he also knows about him. And I know that his parents, my cousin, would not be showing him either the the Tim Curry version or this version or any, because of YouTube and like the fascination yeah. with this 
But I'm telling you right now, you want to nip that in the bud right now. You should have had him sit down with you guys and watch the at least that the first, first scene, the first 15 minutes of this movie, and he will never be fascinated with Wait. Pennywise the Dancing Clown. You again. want my son to watch a clown monster chew off a child's arm. And then drag and then him down a rainy gutter. He's gonna watch it eventually. I mean, do you Chewed want him to off. keep? Do you want him to keep drawing these drawings? And well, and then I, and I then found you, a Halloween costume for him. It's just a scary clown. No, guys. I know. He doesn't. Just a scary. Clown. He asked me so many questions about it too, and I. I don't sugarcoat it for him, but... <laughs> mean, meanwhile, that picture thing... I mean, I don't, like, go into, like, details, but he asks me specific questions, and I say, yeah, or no. I was very surprised at the amount of gore in this movie. Yeah. I was very surprised. I have never seen this, and except for the first time I watched it just the other day. Oh, okay. So... Well, without further ado, what... <laughs> meanwhile, he's also was terrified of that glow-in-the-dark picture you gave him. Oh, yeah. That Remember has... I gave him that movie poster that glows in the dark that... and you see Pennywise's face? I love that poster. He, was, he, he thought it was so cool, and then he saw it, and he was like, no, once he sees it, it, it'll haunt his dreams, just like it did mine when I was a child and exactly. watched it at yeah. his age. It feeds on your fear. It so. does feed on your fear. Well, I don't. I, I would if you don't fear it, it has no like power. Of, ten. I, and of ten. course, I'm not going to show him that. No, we never will. No, I know. Yeah, instead, I'm just going to be the responsible adult and let him watch a kid get eaten by a giant shark. That oh, movie, right. That movie is PJ. The Meg? <laughs> No, Jaws. That movie is PJ. He's seen smart Jaws. fish went under the boat. <gasps> He's smart, and so he usually can get not you guys, but he can get other people to believe that he's older than he is. Let me tell you that he I quotes Jaws all the time when Yay. we're fishing. As in, smart fish went under the Maybe boat. Maybe he just wants to bond with his aunt Allie and watch a movie, and so that we have something in common and you we like, can become like Jaws people together. Can, can you? Or me- as we say. Fanatics. Can, can okay, you, can well, you let me fanatics. Yeah. Fucking. When you sit there, shit, you're wearing man. a Jaws shirt right now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't. You can't say anything. Dead right. <laughs> so he just wants to swim with bow-legged women. Here's oh. the swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, without boy. further ado, let's uh, get to what my is pick. Oh, uh, so my pick for Stephen King month came out in 2017 was directed by Andy Muschietti and stars Bill Skarsgård and Ben Wolfhart. We're talking about It Chapter One. When you're a kid, you think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. Until it's too late. Before we go around the table, I'm going to read the first sentence from the book It, which clocks in at a whopping 1,138 pages. That's a really Look big book. Look at this thing. I like the addition of the book that you have. The guy I went to high school with drew that. Yeah, I do like the cover. It's cool. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So chapter one is called After the Flood, 1957. The terror, which would not end for another 28 years, if it ever did end, began, so far as I, I know or can tell, with a boat made from a sheet of newspaper floating down a gutter swollen with rain. That is the first sentence of the book. It. 28 years? 27 years. 27 years? Yep. How old was Kurt Cobain when he... Uh, 27. 27. Oh, okay. Jim Morrison, 27. 27, too? 27. Jonathan Brandis, who played Bill Denbro in the 1990 version, 27 when he died. What a special number. It's actually pretty prevalent in the movie, too. Like, there's a lot of 27s. What a spooky number. We're going to go around the table. Have you seen... Had you seen this version of, of it before? Tammy? Yes. Matt? Yes, we saw it together. We did. We saw it in the theater. We saw it at a very the, annoying waitress. We saw it at the at one of those, you know, the like the movie tavern, which is that place where you get to eat the food while you're watching it. And literally, um, our server was like, 
I just want to let you guys know now, I am deathly afraid of clowns. I'm like, well, I guess that means I'm getting shitty service tonight. We also heard her tell it to every single person in the theater. So it, like, by the time she got to us, I wanted to be like, yeah, we got it. You don't like clowns. I think I watched this when you showed us Malignant. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I was on like a scary movie kick. And I watched a bunch of scary movies at Wish the time. Wish that was a Stephen King book. I would have picked that shit. I got my boss to see that. Yeah? To watch that movie. And, uh-huh. he, and he goes, this is the type of good bad I'm after. Oh, it's good bad. Yeah, no. I know it's terrible, but it's like it's... fucking awful. But it kept my attention and I jumped a few times. Yes. I was startled. Bad. Okay. Oh, sorry, Guido. Had you seen it before? No. Um, well, I look, I saw the original Okay. Um, my dad was big on The Stand, so I watched that too. That's my but, mom's favorite um, book. I, I watched it for the first favorite. time the other night, and it was shocking. Okay. Yeah, can I just go on record, just rip this Band-Aid off now? I am only going to be talking about this movie and this adaptation because I, for one, can't stand the... I see what you did there. The, the 1990 t- version? I, I Literally, the only good thing about it was Tim, Tim Curry. That's it. I don't really enjoy the casting, especially the adults. The only one I really like is John Ritter as Ben, as Ben Hanscom. Um, I liked... Uh, I don't mind the guy who plays... Um, the guy from The Thing, when he played Stan. Oh, yeah. He's good. Honestly, I remember that as as a lame movie. And it was. That's what I thought I was going to get more of. And this I was so very different. Terrified of it. I was so very, very different. I was so scared of that. That movie... Fucked me up because of the clown, and then in the end, it be, you know the the thing basically turns into a giant spider creature. So this that is was, a triple A horror movie, right? Yeah. Here. Well, so it was a TV so. movie too. Yeah. No, which I mean, it's really hard to adapt Stephen King books, especially ones this long, into um, a movie. It's I mean, it's like you could kill a man with that. That is impossible. That is thicker than a brick. Yeah, that's why they split yes. this into two movies, which I actually do like. I think it works well. Okay, because in the book, it can be a little bit not confusing, but each chapter. The movie's half that book? What? There's not another... (laughs) No. No, literally you go right here? No. So the book jumps back and forth. Each chapter goes from like 1957 to 1983 or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So it jumps jumps back and forth in time. To to put it in your perspective, Guido, um, remember how they split The Godfather into two parts and Mm -hmm. that's just one book? It's like this. I gotcha. So Andy Muschietti... Who is Argentinian? I always thought he was Italian, and I always want to say his name Muschietti or something like that. But it's it's Muschietti. No, he's Argentinian. Gorlami. Um, Gorlami. He says one day he does want to do like a supercut of this, like what they do with The Godfather, where it actually goes in like chronolo- like in uh, like the back and the way the book is basically. Mm. It's gonna jump like that, but he hasn't done that yet. So again, this is a story by Stephen King. It came out in 1986. The book. The film stars Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. A bunch of kids. I'm just going to mention Finn Wolfhard because he is from Stranger Things. He plays Mike in Stranger Things. So the budget for this movie was only 35 to $40 million, wow. which is actually kind of low. Uh, anyone want to guess how much it made? $180 million. No, total. Let's do total box office growth. 224. $319. I was going to do like... Three, I'm going to go 320. $701.8 million. So wow. all of us combined. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. At least I used 19 being a true Stephen King fan. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh yeah. You're all about that. Yeah. Ka, so box you? office. Ka is a wheel, man. Box office success. Okay. So it is set in Derry, Maine, which is a fictional town. Does not. It definitely sucks there though. Doesn't exist. It is based off of a Bangor, Maine. Which also doesn't exist. And if you ever watch the movie um, Jeepers Creepers, the Justin Long character is named Derry in that movie because that is also a movie about something that comes out every 20-something years. 27 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the differences I'm just going to point out now for this movie from the book is the time difference. So in the book, it's 50s and 80s. In the movie, it's 80s and present day. So the kids are in the 80s. The adults are in the present day. The adults are in the second movie. I I know you're going to say this. I don't mind the, the time change. I think 
it makes sense for newer audiences who don't know it and mm-hmm. don't know the book and don't know the original miniseries. So I have no problem with the time jump. And obviously this came out when Stranger Things was at the top of its, you know, shit. And 80s nostalgia is a gold mine. So it's I understand so why they did now. it. But I don't. it doesn't bother me. Does it bother any of you guys? No, not at all. Okay. Loving books and all that sort of stuff. And for me, I love the book so much. I, I'm one of those people where I get a little pissed off. I get pissed off if it doesn't do everything that was in my brain, you know? Mm, but, I can understand that. But, like, I under I understand from, like, a financial standpoint and all that sort of stuff. But then there's also, like, why they wanted to do the 80s, like, the time jump. But then, for me, I it's just, there's certain things that just didn't meld right because of that. Like, the, the whole um, Mike story. You know, Mike, the one kid who's not in school with, you know, the African-American. Mike Hanlon? Yeah, Mike Hanlon. The, yes, I know racism has existed all that time, but it was so much worse back then. Yeah, but Bowers is, the character doesn't matter what time period not he lives, he's going to be a white trash piece of shit, so. But, it, you know, like, also with the, with the you know, history of the town, it just. Yeah, I understand. Like, what I'm getting at. Let's jump into it. So, we meet Bill. Denbro, sorry. Denbro. Bill Denbro. He is our main kid. You might know him from the film um, St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. He was he's, in that? Yeah, he's also on in that Netflix movie that just came out a few... He was in The Lodge. Remember that movie, babe? Oh, yeah. He, he was, was in that. that awful movie with um, Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Oh, the that... Oh, that Stephen King adaptation, oh, Mr. Mr. Byers, Mr. McGorium's Magic Emporium. No, it's like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Handy's phone or something. Yeah, like that. you guys thought it was. But so yeah, sad. yeah, it was like Lords of Metal. Was that Netflix show that he did where he? He's, play- he's done a couple of teen uh, dramas too. Netflix yeah. series. Yeah, he, he's the Suicide One. He's he's come into his own. I don't think he's in that movie. Thirteen it's Reasons not, Why. Yeah, he's not in that show. Yeah, yes, he is. He's come into his he's own like, now, so we're so we're not just talking about Finn Wolfhard the whole. Okay, time. well he plays Bill. Um, b- so we b- meet b- Bill, b- and Bill and we and we meet Georgie. So Bill and Georgie, Georgie are brothers, and Georgie's going to go outside to play in the rain. It's raining cats and dogs, and Bill makes Georgie a boat, a paper boat. Bill can't go out because he's sick, so Georgie takes the boat outside in the storm and bangs his head on a. <laughs> <laughs> runs right into a what are those things like police barriers it, kind of it was a saddle horse like yeah. a road like yeah. a like a road closed saddle horse yeah. yeah and loses the boat in the sewer and then says bill's gonna kill me which I, I don't really think bill would be that upset it's just a paper boat like it's not that big of a deal bill's not a clown but when georgie goes over to the storm drain who pops up from the storm drain hiya oh, georgie man. hiya georgie it isn't him. It's Pennywise, the dancing clown. Hi, Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? Um, yes, please. You look like a nice boy. I bet you have a lot of friends. Three. But my brother's my best ass. Where is he? In bed. Sick. I bet I could cheer him up. I'll give him a balloon. I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. Well, Georgie, Pennywise, Pennywise. You know I'm going to cut this in with the clips. So you it sounds like it. Bubbles okay. from Trailer Park Boys. Something fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so Pennywise. Pennywise appears with the boat, and uh, they have a little conversation, and he kind of befriends him, and Pennywise. Uh, Pennywise is played by Bill Skarsgård. Amazing in this role. Allie this- thinks he's hot. Oh my god! Oh my god! Remind me to tell you about form? the dream my mother had uh, the other day that she had to tell me, to call and tell me about, in which I was married to not Bill Skarsgård, but I was married to Alexander Skarsgård, and I was like, "What is this dream?" Well, at mother? least she got. At least she got the. <laughs> I mean, she got the second best Skarsgård, in my opinion. I think Bill's. I think he's interesting looking. He's definitely no, 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 no. For me, the the dad's number. One. Oh, I do love Stellan Skarsgård. So he kind of lulls him into like trusting him, but he's also super creepy. And when Georgie reaches in to grab his boat from Pennywise, Pennywise's entire face opens up, revealing shark-like teeth, many layers, bites off Georgie's arm. To which one quick bite. Then Georgie is is kind of crawling away from the sewer, crying, 
And then Pennywise's very long arm stretches out from the sewer, grabs Georgie, and pulls him into the sewer. Again, that'll just get rid of And that, that is the opening 10 minutes of this movie. I will say this was literally adaptation porn for me because this was like spot on. It's spot on. It's, it was amazing. I was not you weren't prepared, prepared for that level of gore and violence. I'm like, oh. Wait, didn't oh. you read this book? No. No, I don't think he's read it. We showed uh, it to Vincent. I was like, Vincent, when you're ready to, to read, read it, here book, you go. Right? He's like, <gasps> no, we didn't all have to read the book. I just thought you did. Look at the size of that fucking thing. That's like there's no pictures in it either. That's I like, read it like three one, times. That's so. like one and a half of one of your stupid Horace Heresy books. That's junk food, dude. It's so, such an easy read. All right. So then we meet. Um, we cut to like what nine months later, a year later, a little bit. Yeah, we're still in the in the. In still the, mourning. We're still in the Pennywise. Well, they're still certain. He's still a missing kid, technically yeah. too. So then we kind of meet all the kids that are going to make up the Losers Club. So first we make we meet Mike Hanlon. Um, he is the African-American homeschool kid who lives in Derry. We get this uh, awful scene where he has to shoot a pellet into a sheep's head. Very uh, No Country for That's Old Men. That's how you dispatch them I quickly. Know. And humanely. And then we meet the other four boys, Stan Uris, Bill Denbro, well, Bill, we know, uh, Richie Tozier, who is Finn Wolfhard, and Eddie Kasprak. They're all friends. They're all in the same grade. And we kind of meet them on the last day of school. We also meet Bev. Who, Bevy. Bevy, who is smoking in the bathroom. She's cool. She has great red hair. They dump trash water on her because bitches be mean. It burns hot fire. Yeah. <laughs> they all get picked on by school bullies. So she gets called a slut and, you know, you have no friends. And I like how she goes, which is it? Am I a slut or do I have no friends? Beaverly. Beaverly. And then the boys get picked on by Bowers. Henry Bowers, who is the sheriff's son, but also a racist piece of shit. With a sick mullet. Yes. I know like, it's, it's like each one of these characters is tortured by the world that they live in. Yes. It's like so they're they're already vulnerable to fear. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So then we also meet Ben Hanscom. He's the new kid. He's a little chubs. He is the new kid on the block. Yes, he likes new kids on the block. Bev is very, very cute with him. She's very sweet. He's adorable. I like that. Uh, yeah, she sees the poster, and then he's like, please don't show anyone. But yeah. also, but all, also, without, all without saying a word, she closes the door back over. So but, but also, like, she listens to his Walkman. Yeah, Because, you, know, like, you know, you got the, the 80s. stuff, baby. Oh, so don't, good. Don't you go, girl. Don't you go. <laughs> oh, oh like, they're so cute. Like I love it. So then we get kind of the first Pennywise vision from one of the kids. Uh, it's Mike with Mike Hanlon. Um, he's delivering meat because his, his his parents are dead. Um, he lives with his grandfather and they own like a like a meat farm, I guess. So he delivers meat to the butcher shop. And in the back alley, he kind of sees this vision of his parents and how they died. They died in a fire. And he sees like these burned arms coming out. And then it, it opens... And we see the clown in the butcher shop and its eyes are glowing red. And then he almost gets run over by Bowers and his gang. And they say, get the fuck out of my town. And they burn him with a cigarette. Did anybody, uh, I feel did like they, those people pretty little, sure in the 90s version, there is a hard end that is they, used in that scene. I feel like all those kids have been touched by it. Well, they live in a small town in Maine, which you yeah, know, but is one thing. Over the top evil. Oh, like, yeah. They're awful. They've been like mm-hmm. awful. You know, yeah. <clears throat> affected by it. Did any did anybody track the, being a dairy? Did anybody track the movies that were playing at the uh, at Batman's? The, one of them, mm-hmm. and I think Freddy Two, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, maybe. Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah, Freddy Krueger is that a uh, another character that existed in dreams and fed off here? Yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's very very true. Yeah, but it came first. I'm sure it did. Like, there's uh, watching Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. Listen, the book didn't come out till '86. Watching the this book movie, wasn't published until '86. Maybe he was influenced by <laughs> Wes Craven. <laughs> there, look, when I was watching this movie, there were like thirty dots connected. Like, wait, that monster from that movie is just like this. oh yeah, 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 that, yeah. That situation in that movie is just like this here. I was like, there's so much taken from this. Oh, absolutely, dude. Just get the audio book because apparently he can't read or something. But just. Come on, just, huh? just, just, just. All right, read. calm down. I can read. He can oh. read. I can't. So All I right. Started listening to audiobooks. 
So then we get the second vision. That's with Stan Uris. He is the uh, Jewish uh, friend in the group. And uh, he's practicing for his bar mitzvah. Oh. <laughs> his bar's mitzvah? His bar's mitzvah. His bar's mitzvah. So... What, he just throw drinks around behind a bar? He's making cocktails? Yeah, he, yeah, he he's, he's, like, he's like Tom Cruise in cocktail. He's cocktail. He's doing the cocktail. hippie, hippie shake. So he gets this vision when he goes into his um, into the rabbi's uh, office. Well, and his dad's has, office. His dad's office. And he, his dad has this painting. It's kind of like a Modigliani painting. And Van Gogh's scream. Very, those were all, that, those were two different references. Van Gogh did not. Oh, who did the scream? Modigliani. No. Well, uh, no, Mo Digliani did this painting. Yeah, it's like it looks like a Mo Digliani painting. I think the scream is Clint. Clint no, it's um. Wes Craven. No, oh, he did scream. That was good. That was good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so the painting, the woman in the painting, comes comes to life. And I will say this: if you've watched uh, Mama, which is another Andy Muschietti uh, movie, which also has Jessica Chastain in it, because she's in the the second part of it, he does favor this kind of warped faces in his horror movies like almost like they are stretched out or like a dolly kind of melted clock face like it's very yeah what were you looking at the scream edward munch munk yeah munk. munk yeah sorry okay so yeah, not, um not munch from this okay, okay and I then he something. sees the clown too okay and so then we get Bill, Eddie, and Richie preparing to go look for Georgie in the sewer. Bill is still hopeful that Georgie's still alive. Well, no, he's look, he's just looking for his body at this point, I feel like. I think he thinks he's still it's alive. It's probably floating somewhere. Eddie and Richie. <laughs> well, just, you'll float, too. You'll float, too. The third vision is with Ben. So Ben is in the library. He doesn't go out much because Bowers is a piece of shit. Um, and he's kind of researching the history of dairy. We get this scene where he's looking in a book and it's the same picture and the same picture and the same picture and as he's flipping the pages if you clock the creepy librarian behind him that's staring at him like yes yeah in the background super creepy and then he goes downstairs to the basement because he kind of follows an easter egg because he's reading about this horrible tragedy balloon goes by first yes the balloon goes by but he's reading about this tragedy that happened back in the 1800s where like an easter egg factory blew up or something like that and then he's chased around the basement by a burnt farts. headless skeleton. And then that skeleton turns into Pennywise. So, again, we're, they're all kind of seeing. And then he gets tortured by Bowers. Bowers carves his fucking name into Ben's... Well, he starts oh, talking about it. Belly. God, this is so awful. Like, that's, a, that's a really deep cut. It's tough, yeah. It's real tough. Well, it's a good thing he's hanging tough. Because I'm telling you, that guy's been <laughs> touched by it. Yes. And then he kind of runs into the other boys and they kind of become friends because yeah you know, he their esca- first initial they patch him up he escapes by uh pulling a chris farley and black sheep where yeah, he, falls roll- down <laughs> he, he rolls down barrel rolls down that hill and then as bowers's gang is looking for him um one of bowers's cronies patrick hockstetter gets killed by pennywise in this, the in the sewers this is one of the parts of the book that i'm glad they omitted from the movie because we did get a fleshing out of hockstetter later in in the book and this is just you know from a pet dad like oh yeah you told me this i'm glad because this guy he likes in the book he found some like abandoned refrigerator in the woods and literally what he would do is he'd like grab a puppy yeah and would throw the puppy into the refrigerator just come to check on it every couple of days basically it was hot yeah and then it's how, fucked up in the book. And then how he gets his comeuppance is like it opens up, and like the whole refrigerator is like full of like these manta like oh like ray things gosh. that are just gonna, that just eat him apart. Yeah. So like in that point, I was sitting there. I'm like, fuck yeah. I don't want to see you. like mute. Mu- they tr- I almost do it in the Bower scene where he like wants to shoot the cat, and I'm like, no, yeah. I don't want to see this. But good old dad cop shows. Yeah. up. Yeah. So then we, um, the boys are trying to patch up Ben. Eddie, obviously, because he's a mild hypochondriac because of his mother, needs a lot of stuff. But they can't afford it. <laughs> so Bev flirts with the pharmacist so the boys can steal supplies to fix up Ben. The pharmacist is a creeper. Super creep. So that would make you Lois Lane. Ew, gross. <laughs> yeah, he's you way look, too into it. You look like Clark Kent. So Bev's father is also a disgusting perv. And when she gets home... She cuts off all her hair, hoping it'll deter her father. 
You look um, like a bull. He never touched her in this movie. He was waiting till she got her period, and then he was going to touch her. Because in that, in his eyes, that makes her a woman. That's why she never told him. That's why she was trying to hide girl. the tampons. Still my little girl. Yeah. All right, God was a creep, though. Yeah, disgusting. Was, oh, disgusting. Also, kudos for her for getting her period and tempting tampons for the first time. Right? God. So then we get we cut to the next day. The boys are at the quarry in their tidy whities and they're going to jump off the, the cliff into the quarry. I, I love the, this scene. I thought the blood thing happened before that. Her vision. Bevy's vision. No. Mm-mm. No, the bathroom no. gets painted red later, but... It's later. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then Bev shows up. She uh, trips down to her tidy whities and bra and jumps in first. And they all jump in. And she's mm-hmm. got her hair cut and the guys are like, dope. oh, she's edgy. Yeah, she's cool. She's taking her bra off in front of us. And they're like, she well, I guess we have to take jump her bra now. Off, or, not, or her shirt yeah. off and she showed her bra. Yeah. yeah. She was hanging tough. Yeah. And then Ben tells them about the research he's done on the town and how he, you know, he's discovered that every 27 years just people die in this town at three times the rate of the national average and it's worse for kids and all of that stuff but the sex is great i don't don't gangs in the sewer i don't get how he (laughs) jumped into the water and all that with that band yeah it probably wouldn't have been good for his cut but he did it gangrenous Mm. so then we get the fourth vision is with eddie he's walking back to his house and he passes the house on Kneebolt Street which is important he drops his pill bottle and when he looks up there's like this disgusting leper zombie yeah like it's just a diseased person he's such a hypochondriac that that would be what scares him and then as he runs we get kind of the first full length view of Pennywise those red balloons float up and then the smile and then so creepy really crazy he's so good at it too mm-hmm. he's so good at it and all like his arms get all disjointed sometimes yeah it's like he has an unnatural movement which is so off-putting. he actually he worked with a um like a contortionist and oh, really? for a lot of the stuff like people thought like there was a lot of visual effects and there were but like people were like oh the eyes no he did that with his eyes he can like naturally like move his eyes in different directions oh, that's so gross. they didn't have to do that it's even probably, the part later where he comes out of the refrigerator he's partially contorted like that like he it's probably because yeah. as a kid his dad was like look son you're not gonna be as good looking as your brother Alex oh, no. so you gotta have a gimmick you gotta, <laughs> you gotta be able to thing. do stuff he's just he's just different he's just different looking um, what's gonna be your thing <laughs> what's cross you need eyes a, you need a gimmick <laughs> cross eyes and contortion cross eyes and contortion um Bev finds a poem from Ben because Ben loves Bev already. But she thinks it's from Bill. She doesn't know who it's from yet. But she hopes it's from Bill, let's be honest. Because they had a kiss in like the third grade. It was special. um, Everyone saw it. As Richie said, he had her in the third grade. (laughs) Shut up. Beep, beep, Richie. Then we get the fifth vision with Bev, which is blood. Mm -hmm. Blood! A lot of of these visions are going to be their fears or things that they are you know i mean obviously she is a girl coming into womanhood she is starting her period for the first time so she's blood is very scary when you are going into your first menstrual cycle like it's just it's bizarre so she is not a girl not yet definitely like it interpreting what he thinks their greatest fear is and then seeing if it works and he's sucking that fear back yes and so she like she hears voices down the drain in her bathroom. She sticks like a tape measure down. It comes back all bloody and then these hairs come out and grab her and then just blood everywhere all over the bathroom and when her father comes in he doesn't see it. She's the only one that sees it. I like how the hair holds her face directly over the drain. Oh, it was like And the then rain. it shoots like it. bloody chunks Ugh. up into her face, Ugh, like all Guido's, over the ceiling. That's like Guido's worst nightmare. Fuck yeah, man! You probably went to bed that night and thought, "Oh my god, Michelle's drain hair is no, well, no." I went to bed rain? afterwards thinking that was that's uh, that was easily several levels more than I thought I was going to be getting. It was like fucking. That's why I got one. That's why I got one of those awesome. those drain guards. Yeah, for my hair. Oh, no more Yetis. Well, in the second one, in in, in it chapter two, uh, there's a hu- there's a really big 
scene with Jessica Chastain and and the actor who plays Ben and they are stuck in a bathroom and the entire bathroom fills up with blood like all the way to the ceiling and I think that one broke the record that was originally held by the remake of Evil Dead for the most fake blood ever used mm. on in a movie. Well, I think it would be two, The Shining. I mean, no. there's an entire sea of it down that yeah. hallway. Okay, so then we get the sixth vision with Bill. He goes down to his basement and he sees it's flooded. I don't know if it was... Is that part of the vision that it's flooded? I think it's part of the vision. Okay, and he sees Georgie and Georgie's... Why did you leave me, Bill? Why did you let me go out in the rain by myself? Ugh. And then you see Pennywise's head just kind of come up, and then Georgie starts to decay. You'll float, float down! But Bill, if you'll come with me, you'll float too. 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 And then we also get a turtle reference, which for people who read the book, there's a lot of turtle stuff in it. <laughs> Let's just say that. I like turtles. It also goes back to the, the Dark Tower. It goes, yes. So there's a there's a turtle reference in, he goes into Georgie's room and picks up like a toy turtle. and, and that's Meow, just, Legos, yeah. 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 So for people who read the book, they, they understood the turtle reference. The next day, Bev shows the boys the bathroom and they can see the blood. So she feels like she's not crazy because her father can't see it. And they help her clean to a great uh, Cure song. I feel like it's The Cure that's playing during that scene. Great soundtrack in this movie. This movie has really good, again, because of the 80s. And then they all realize they've seen the clown. Except Richie. Richie hasn't had a vision yet. And he's probably, I would say, the most... Obnoxious? He's probably also just the most non-believing of them. He's not afraid of much. Which is also because he's so absurd. He is absurd. He's he's always making a joke about everything. Always. And speaking of Richie, um, beep, beep, Allie. Oh. Let's take a brief moment. Wonderful transition. To listen to our trailer from one of our many wonderful podcasts in the Deluxe Edition Network. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a place for all things horror and don't know where to go? Well, you've came to the right place, my friend. We are the Graveyard Club podcast. For all your horror needs, visit us on YouTube and Spotify. And you can follow us over on Instagram at the Graveyard Club pod. See you there. And we're back. We kind of have dubbed the group the Losers. Okay? The Losers Club. They save Mike from a a Bowers attack. Because, again, Bowers and his gang are... What do they do? Oh, they're like shoving his face into meat, basically. Mike Hanlon. On the creek bed. I thought it was shit. Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought it was like his the meat he was delivering and they were trying to make him like eat it. Moose no, poop. I think it, it was, was poop. Oh, okay. And so the Losers Club kind of save him and By then having that, a having rock that. fight ensues, which this, just looks real painful. This was one of the... This was Anti-Social one of the, by Anthrax is playing during yes, this yes. scene. Yes, yes. This is one of those times where I was like... Um, I was okay with the the time jump between book and movie because, you know, Anthrax doesn't get a lot of love. They should. I mean, I know when Guido and I saw them open for Slayer, we kind of went and got food while they were playing. Well, apparently they were... We were hungry. They were incredibly honored that their song was used in this movie. They actually... But it it was a great use. Stephen King. Yeah, it was a great usage of it. Yeah. Oh, so they kind of make the connection of the every 27 years thing. There seemed to be big really big catastrophic events every 27 years and mike says his grandfather says that this cat this town is like cursed basically or it's evil evil lives in this town then they go and this is one of the differences in and we'll say like the, an update from the book is is the slideshow scene so they're in um i think it's bill's garage mm-hmm. and they're wa- they're looking at slides of like the the town layout so they can figure out where the well is and it's they figured out it's under the house on Niebolt Street. During this scene the slide projector starts to like flicker and show the same slide and it's Bill, Georgie and his parents and their his mom's like hair is over her face but it keeps going and going and going 
And as it moves, her hair moves and you start to see Pennywise's face come out of his mom's face. And then everyone's freaking out. They push the slideshow over and then it's just a really big Pennywise face. And then he jumps out of the, the projector, basically, or the screen. How about we show your kid this scene? So nobody gets <laughs> mutilated, but it's scary it's as It's scary as fuck. He so jumps out. This is the first time they've all seen him together. 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 Yeah. So, so, so now Richie has seen him. Richie has not had in the... He had in the book, but in this movie, he had not had the vision or seen Pennywise yet. So, um, But in the book, this scene is actually... Um, it's like a family photo album mm-hmm. that they're looking through. And as they flip the pages, then the pages start to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. And then I don't think Pennywise comes out of the book, but I feel like they they settle on a picture and it comes to life and Pennywise is going down the street. And then I think the book starts to bleed all over them, like something mm-hmm. like that. So that's like an update again from the original book. And I don't mind it. I think the slideshow is really scary. No, no, no. That, was, that was another, you know, another good update i'll say it was definitely a point where we didn't get our refills on our drinks when we were watching it because oh no yeah no no the clown was there yeah so again the well is in the house on Nebel street and bill goes to the house the gang follows very scary happenings in the house so there's a room full of clowns that richie goes into we do see a clown doll that looks like uh tim curry I would just burn the fucking house down. Richie like, falls, or uh, Eddie falls through the floor and breaks his arm, and then an incredibly creepy contorted Pennywise crawls out of the fridge and tries to basically eat him. And then Richie and Bill have to pick between three doors that all look terrifying. One has like a ripped apart child inside of it. One just says, "Real terrifying." Scary. Definitely not scary or very scary. Very scary. So they pick the definitely not scary and it's a child ripped in half hanging from the ceiling. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. So we get this really scary scene with Pennywise coming out of the fridge. Again, Eddie's arm is broken. And then we get the beep, beep, Richie. Which is great. Beep, beep, Richie. And then Bev stabs Pennywise in the head. And Bill... With a spear. With the... Well, it's a um, a spoke from the, the fence. The fence? Yeah, fence rail spear like spoke yes. and then bill sees pennywise kind of creep back and like go down the well so they know the well is in the basement and the house on new Bolt street then the loot unfortunately the losers club is divided they don't know they keep saying like it's summer and then bill says if you say it's summer one more fucking time and that we should be having fun i'm gonna scream and he you know he still believes that i i said i still think he believes georgie's still alive but you know they're in a fight. They're no. not really talking. I know he saw dead Georgie. I know, but he, but, he's but still, also he's but also knowing his brother is alive. But also knowing what he knows now, I know with all the other shit. He should I just know. be like, well, at least let me just find the goddamn remains. Yeah. So then we get the uh, the Bowers scene. So Bowers is shooting things, gonna shoot a cat, and then the dad comes up behind him again, the town sheriff, and uh, basically calls him a in front of his friends embarrasses himself look at the paper man crumble boys yeah because yeah, he took the gun and shot it like yeah. right in front of him like a foot away from him and he's then, got a shitty kid but he's also a shitty dad he's a shitty dad so yeah. they like they're both bad people shitty begets shitty Bowers follows the red balloon to his mailbox where a knife is waiting for him and then he goes inside his dad has fallen asleep in front of this cable access television show that is always playing on every single television in Derry Fox News <laughs> it's oh, like well, a yeah. kid's show and the woman doing this like it's like she's talking to Bowers and she says kill him kill him and he shoves the knife right into his dad's neck and kills his father so he was touched by the it yeah the well way. Pennywise needs um, a servant we'll say yeah he need he needs a Renfield in he needs, yeah it's his Renfield mm. yeah so then we get a horrible scene where Bev's dad basically tries to rape her and she fights him off and fucking annihilates him in the head with uh, the toilet bowl cover. Is that what that was mm-hmm. happening in that scene? Yeah, he was going to rape her. Because she leaves the house, she's wearing her the dress she wears every day with bike shorts underneath, and he goes, you're looking all pretty up. She's like, I wear this every day, daddy, and you know, the, there, there's a lock on the door, like a bike lock, so she can't even get out. He was going to rape her. Yeah. Because now that she's gotten her period, she's a woman. And he says, like, oh, there's rumors around town. Are you still my little girl? Basically asking if she's still a virgin. And just, like, you know, gross. It's disgusting. Fucking creep. All the men in Bev's life, 
except for her friends are terrible men because eventually in her adult life her husband is an abusive asshole too like it's just like the people like yeah around she her she just attracts bad dudes no <laughs> so this is a great jump scare after she's slammed her dad in the head and then she turns around and pennywise is right there and grabs her by the throat so that's a a nice little jumpy scare man she can't do anything right yeah the boys go to her apartment or bill does and written in what looks like blood is says you'll you die if you try from pennywise so basically meaning if you come find her you're gonna i'm gonna kill you and eat you eat your fear but he he didn't like he left her there on purpose he knew they would come yeah oh yeah he's trying to lure them all down yeah he wants them all down there for the the big the grand finale yeah eddie tells off his mom and says like you've kept me sick basically like you make me think i'm sick Oh, yeah, and I'm not because of, of the placebos. Because of the placebos. I like this scene. I do too. I like Eddie's scene. I think Eddie is. So, I think the kid who plays Eddie is so good. Yeah, like, I, I mean, he he was really good in this, and he was literally the only good part of uh, the Shazam movies. Kazam? No, no, no. Shaz- <laughs> like the the superhero. <laughs> you know the there. the new uh-huh. the new superhero. Movies I know with uh, Zachary Levy and. Um, Did that have Shaq in it? Did it have Shaq? No. That, oh. He was in a superhero Did it have movie. Steel? So Liter- neither of those actors were in it? Literally, Ugh. we should do a theme Fortnite where two of us pick our favorite Shaq movies. And There's only what? two of There's them. There's really, yeah. That's why I said a Shaq Fortnite, not a Shaq. Oh Can gosh. we change it to our favorite Shaq commercials? All right, we'll do a whole month <laughs> and you guys pick the commercials and then one of us has to pick a movie. Okay. <laughs> I like when he does the shimmy. He's funny. <laughs> So um, this lady's mom is like the mom from. She's literally Munchausen's by proxy. Oh, the lady from the Sixth Sense. Go. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, no, no, the lady, lady from the Sixth Sense kill is trying her. to kill her that daughter. Oh, this is okay. totally different. This I, is this is like. I watched that the other night and it really bummed me out. I don't think she's making him sick. I think she's just she wants him to think he's sick so he won't leave her. Is she I don't, a single okay. mom? Yeah, yeah. I don't think she, anyone should see the Sixth Sense again. Oh god, it's so I I forget every time I every time I watch it I'm like I fucking forget that's Tony Collette every it's single time that I watch bummer. it. Bummer. It yeah. is what? a bummer. Yeah. Just watch Unbreakable instead. Did you just it's realize it's mon- Tony Collette? Yeah, I and I've for years said I don't like that woman. Gosh, you know, like, then you showed somebody showed me a show that she was in lately and I was like, okay, this is this is Tony Collette. He doesn't like horse-faced women. Tony Collette is great have in the Have you seen Sixth Sarah Sense. Jessica what? Parker? I have. Matthew Broderick, dude, what are you doing, man? Um, and also, the the woman who plays his mom in this movie plays his wife in it Chapter 2. Because okay. he very silly marries a woman who is exactly like his mother. And so they just get the same actress to play her, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. That is that is really cool. I th- yeah, I, I like so that too. Yeah, a lot. It's great. Okay, so the losers go off to rescue Bev. I can't believe you don't like Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense. She was great. She's that. phenomenal in it. No, the whole movie bummed me the fuck out. Oh, it's super sad. It's yeah. Like watching Requiem for a Dream. It's just a bummer. I don't know if it's that sad. So then we see Pennywise's lair, which this lair. was built as like a 17 foot, like it's crazy. Like they built this, this set. And we see kind of like trash and then all the kids that he's taken are floating and Bev is running around trying to escape and then we get your son's favorite scene with the dancing. Yes. Pennywise comes out and starts doing that creepy ass dance. He does. I'm I'm sorry. I'm saying he tries that with me. Like it's one thing to come to my house and like knock on the door to trick or treat. But if he does that whole like trying to like run up and be these hands are rated E for everybody. Oh, he, right. he already Stop. is. That's his plan. Hey. Oh, no. Right. I'm going to make him this dance for This big guy is going to hit an eight-year-old, He's right? going to dance at people's doors. He's well, going to be so wow. tired by the time he gets home. If, <laughs> again. No, no, no. I'm we saying. will be wearing the same shit. We got either. it. You want to beat up a kid. We get it. No, I'm, say, I'm saying he rings the doorbell and he does it. I'm like. Okay, but I'm saying if like he comes up behind you in the yard, <laughs> yeah, like like that shit he pulled earlier today or something. So we can't fill up your bathtub with blood and ah! then have him like dance at your door. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. So then uh, Pennywise grabs Bev, lifts her up, 
his whole face opens and we see the deadlights, which are a big that, part of that the That was a great thing. I liked it. I did say that was a thing that I liked. Steven, in the book, he never really commented on the deadlights dead as lights. much in the book. Yeah. Like that. I liked I it. Like, okay. This is, it's, he, um, there are similar aspects of this monster to the Shrike from the Hyperion Cantos, which is a... I didn't understand any of those words. Um, Jesus Christ, you... Uh, that just reminded me. What? You're saying that book is too long, and you're talking about the Hyperion Cantos Is this from right Dune? So, no, no, oh. it's an entirely different... It's well, let him tell it. Different author, it Dan Simmons. Dan Simmons makes that look like just a, a paperback. Like... It was a, uh, a giant suit of armor covered in spikes, but it had a detachable jaw with this gaping maw filled with light, and it was just a oh, crimson neat. light. And then I noticed uh, like a lot of these design aspects of this, uh, its mouth, its his primal form, mm-hmm. if you will, is like very similar to the demigorgon in uh, Stranger Things. Yes, yeah. So like the, I like I said earlier, I, watching this movie, I. It reminded me of so many other fucking movies. Yeah, well, the Duffer Brothers actually did really want to do it. Um, the Duffer Brothers do Stranger Things. Um, but at that time, when it... Because it, it was in pre-production for years. It was originally going to be directed by... Uh, I can't think of... Carrie Fuganaga. He did uh, the first season of True Detective. He mm, was going to do it. He been. had it in production for years. And then he left because of creative, creative differences. differences. The Duffer Brothers wanted to do it, but at that time, Stranger Things hadn't come out yet, so they didn't have the clout. So then Andy Muschietti, come on. He's, again, not as well-known, but he is Guillermo del Toro's, like, protege, basically. So he's got a little bit of pull. I'm surprised Frank Darabont didn't try and do this. I'm surprised, too. Well, I I know that they tried. I mean, it was being batted around for a long time of how they were going to do it. I mean, this is a a tome. I mean... (laughs) And then also, again, <sighs> literally, Stephen King always says to Frank Darabont, he's like, I'll do a big prison, I'll do another big prison book for you to do. Frank Darabont did Shawshank Redemption. And, gets and a, the Green Mile. And the Green Mile. Definitely gets 8 out of 10 I on that the graphic, life. gory violence. Yeah. Like it's- <laughs> so Bev sees the deadlights, and now she's kind of in a trance. She's floating. She's not dead. He hasn't eaten her, but she's she is floating. floating. And then the, the boys come, there's... Some creepy scenes in the sewer. Bowers gets fucking knocked down the well. Which I don't Stan get. almost gets eaten because he's is, a big puss. Because how, like, is, how is Bowers supposed to show up for the next one if he fell down into some crevice never to be seen again? Well, the cops, I think, will come. The cops come because all the kids are there. Tom so Arnold shows up him. and he's got a really sharp tooth. <laughs> then we get the final fight with Pennywise. So the kids are... Ready to go. Bev's been kissed back into life by Ben. She's not a frog. No, he would be the frog. Well, she would yeah. be like worry. Sleeping Beauty or yeah, Snow White. At, le- at least they were nice enough to kiss her first. Oh, we We're not going to talk about the group orgy scene in the sewers that's in the book that is not in the movie. But yes, that does happen in the book. She has the sex with all the boys. Should. She has sex with all the boys. I love that. Shut up. No, no, no. That that is a thing from the book. <laughs> I wiped it from my memory. <laughs> what? Your, your whole family. Your whole. Oh, fam- my whole family has wiped it from their memory. I'm fam- not going to read it. But like, it's in here. Your whole family. Was- She's blowing and giving. No, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. It's not like that. It's You're, not like that. They're all really, Chinese finger trap. No, they're all London bridges. Really, I think it's more of like they wanted to. Just do it if they die. Then no, it's not that either. Not that either. No, they're all. They really, line up. They're all terrified. She wants she wants to comfort them. She wants to be But it's also to give them like strength and she knows that she can help them in this way. So she literally it's not a gang bang. They have sex one at a time with her. But okay, so like also again cuz like Ugh. like Who's first. Like she I don't remember. Like she said her whole family literally wiped it and I just read, We all forgot about it. I literally reread it like one of the first couple of times that I met Allie's parents and I like came the family the I was like, and we were talking about Stephen King and I'm like yeah yeah so I'm rereading it right now what do you, what do you guys think about that ritual of Chud and they're like what, what? I'm like uh, the kid gangbang it's not a gangbang but it's the kid orgy it's not an, it's not an orgy it's not an orgy either because basically I guess in the most fucked Bukaki. up because Dr- was he on drugs when he was doing this yet? I, I don't know. Yet. He, he was on something when he did this. But like, I guess in his mind, the way to overpower the great thing of fear is like love. 
Yes. And what is a greater sense of love to friendship <laughs> and that than carnal interaction? So they're lost in the sewers in the book. And they do the coitus. After they think they killed Pennywise. And what happens is there's like, they get lost and they figure out the way through the power of love. <laughs> You should stop. You had me a child eating clown. You lost me at <laughs> child gangbang. <laughs> Nobody can see your yeah, fists moving just, forward. Your, your eyes are closed. You look like a psycho. <laughs> like like, be, like Bevy was There's just holes. Like, there's fingers. Pee-pees. Be, <laughs> Bevy was just like, I know what to do. And she literally <laughs> drops her pants and starts... And drops one of their pants and starts banging. She just I think she spit bang- into each hand. I think she banged Bill first. Two hands. I, this is one moment where I wish we had video. <laughs> he's just, he's living just it. Starts he is living his memory right now. Fucking yeah. dealing. All, all I remember it. All I remember is when I read it and then I listened to it and then I read it and then I listened. And I'm like, and then he fist pumped. I was like. Dude, Steven, I love you, man, but what the fuck are you... This Matt is, was yeah. like, yeah, I let him finish on my back. Yeah, I have a little a little excerpt. What you got? What's it's your sidebar? It's really bar? not that, like... It's not It's not graphic. I mean... How I'm, much I'm not cum is in the cave? No, it just says Mike comes to her, then Richie, and the act is repeated. Now she feels some pleasure, dim heat in her childish, unmatured sex. She closes her eyes as Stan comes to her, and she thinks of the bird. So, yes, that is not in the movie, obviously. God, you just had to bring it up, didn't you? Of course! (laughs) (laughs) Stop. It looks like your Uncle Gary dancing right now. (laughs) It shows up and is like, it smells like sex in here. What the fuck? Okay, so we get the final fight with Pennywise, okay? He takes the form of their fears as they're trying to beat him. So we see, like, him turn into, like, Bev's dad. We see him turn into... Well, we see him turn into Georgie, and Bill says, I love you, but you're not fucking Georgie. And then he shoots him in the head, and then Georgie starts to convulse and then turn into Pennywise, and he turns into the leper, and then he gets Bill, and he says... You leave, and I'll take him down, and I'll go to sleep. Ah, you know, and Bill says, you guys go, and, and I'll, you know, whatever. And then Richie has a great line where he says, like, You punched me in the face. You made me walk through shitty water. You brought me to a fucking crackhead house. And now, I'm going to have to kill this fucking clown. Welcome to the Losers Club, asshole. <laughs> And so they, you know, kick the crap out of him, and Bev shoves a um, hole. A, it's hole? another one of those stakes. Uh, where is she yeah, getting these know. spears? Well, well, they took it from hole. the front of Nebold Street. Yeah, she brought him with her. And then um, she's just so badass. She, she's got him in her bag, just like her tampons. You know, just yeah, for just like her tampons. And then he starts to he crawls towards the well. He's kind of holding on. You see his his head kind of start to erupt. He goes, "Fear." Is that what he says? And then he drops into the well. No, he says, fly, you fools. I wanted that. I thought he said beep, beep for some reason, but he says fear. And then he falls into the well. And then he fights the Balrog and comes back as Pennywise the White. And so then we get the end where Mike Hanlon agrees to stay in Derry. He is going to stay in Derry. Everyone else is going to leave when they're old enough. He is going to wait to ensure that in 27 years it doesn't start happening again. Because they don't know if they killed it. That's okay. the researcher, the one with the initials no, on his tummy? No, it's the black guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, in the second part, he works at the town library. And um, in the 1990 version, the dad from Sister Sister played him. And so they make a, a little blood pact. Literally, they which is fucking all gross. They get a tetanus shot. They just had an HIV, like, whole freak out about it. And now they're going to be they touching uglies. Had sex with one another yeah. In the book, hmm. So what's the hmm. difference? And then we get we do cut like a little bit to even like a couple months later and they all have forgotten it already. They're talking and they're like, I remember being scared, but they can't remember the details. And that actually goes into the second movie and, and into the book is I love these little parts of, of the book is that when they all leave, they all are incredibly successful. They all have these amazing careers. They all make a ton of money. None of them have ever have been able to have children. That's part of the curse. They all are infertile. And none of them remember anything until 27 years later when Mike calls them all. And as soon as they hear his voice, they remember everything. 
Wow. I love those little like details in, in this book because it's just so like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I don't know. It's just weird, but I like it. Yeah. So that is the end of it. Chapter one. Obviously, chapter two is about the adults. So Bill Hader plays the adult version of Richie. Jessica Chastain plays the adult version of Bev. James McAvoy. James McAvoy plays the adult version of Bill. The guy in the Old Spice commercials plays the adult version of Mike Hanlon. (laughs) Uh, We get a cameo from Stephen King in It Chapter 2. I will say I am not a fan of It Chapter 2. Yeah, I still haven't seen it because of how... Much I just don't like, like the, they fucked the ending up so bad. Oh, they don't so, just they don't kick a spider to I've death. I've never nope. watched it. Doesn't even turn into the spider. Doesn't oh. even turn into its natural form. But it needs to be a but spider. It's nope. a scary spider. Nope. Like Mordred. It, the ending is the fucking worst. I hate what they did to it. Can you please tell me what happens? They basically because Pennywise lives off fear. Yes. So they decide to not be scared of him and then they decide to bully him to death. Are you wait? He's like, you look fat in those pants, Pennywise. No, they're like, we're not scared of you. And he totally starts to, 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 to shrink and shrink down and shrink down. And then he's nothing. Like, they literally bully him to death. I hate it. Yeah, told you. It's that's, not why good. I never, yeah, that's why I never watched it. But it does have the Chinese scene restaurant, the Chinese restaurant scene in it, which is probably my favorite scene in the entire uh, it, it in general. All right. So fun facts. This sits at an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. As it should. Pennywise only has four minutes of dialogue in the entire movie. <laughs> this is the highest grossing Stephen King adaptation film to date. Grossed, really? Yeah. It you know what number two was? Maximum Overdrive. It was not Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Was it the... No, I think number two they was probably... They paid people to go see that movie. I think number two... I, wrong. Nah, probably Shawshank didn't even make that much money in you the think theaters. The Green Mile? No, I would no, say it's probably It long. Chapter 2. Um, so this grossed $123 million in the U.S. its opening weekend. Wow. Yeah. Pennywise's costume in this movie is more faithful to the book in comparison yep. to Tim Curry's 1990 version. So this yep. is more of like an Eliz- or an Edwardian kind of clown. Whereas in the 1990 version, it's a very like bozo kind of the clown look. King was quoted saying that he wasn't prepared for how good it was. This movie. Oh, that's Bill- such a compliment. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård was very polite on set and made an effort to ensure his performance didn't upset the child actors. I actually saw this clip the other day of like the, where they filmed the end scene where they're killing him and he like comes through in the makeup and he's like, all right, kids, he's ready to kick the shit out of me. And they're all giving him like <laughs> high fives. It's really cute. Aww. Hugo Weaving and Bill Skarsgård were the two finalists for Pennywise after Will Poulter dropped out. Will Poulter was the original Pennywise. Hugo Weaving could have been Pennywise. Yes. Who is that? Hugo Weaving is Mr. from like uh, the Matrix. Mr. Smith in oh. the Matrix. He's also in Lord of the Rings. Oh. Oh, wow. He has like a very David Bowie look to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, this is like that. This is like that. But he's also, I mean, he, the age difference between, I mean, Bill Skarsgård was twenty six when he made this movie. It's clown makeup. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's just very different. <laughs> oh man, that's that's like the whole when we were talking about My Blue Heaven. And we found out that Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, nothing like been, that. Not the same scenario. No, like if I could have been, he could have been like. Not the same You'll scenario. Float too, Mister Anderson. <laughs> I love Hugo Weaving. Well, it was Will Poulter who plays um, what's his name? Adam. Adam. Oh, uh, Adam, Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. He had his balls bit by a giant spider. I saw it. And also Ben Mendelsohn was offered the role. You know I love Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, well, Ben Mendelsohn. Although Pennywise would have had a lisp. <laughs> You're flat too. You're flat too. <laughs> Might not have been as great. John Oliver is an extra in the movie and can be seen in the town's diner. Apparently he's such a huge fan of the book that he wanted we to be in it. We love John Oliver. John yes. Oliver stands we, for the know, writers. We like John Oliver. And this is the 28th Stephen King adaptation. Wow. All right, around the table, pass, fail. Guido, do you want to go first? Yeah, I pass it. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad you picked it. It was good. I, I really like all the uh, gore and the violence, and it was legitimately creepy, and I liked it. I did not think I would, oh, okay. but I liked it a lot because I, you know, I saw the original one yeah. they, where they literally kicked a spider to death. Yeah, it Children. happen. Matt? Oh, no, no. Um, again, I'm just going to say, honestly... Uh, out of all the adaptations that I've seen, I still think the book is the best thing. 
So please, oh God, yeah. So please go to your local library or support your local bookstore and purchase it or borrow it or um, you know just read the book. Yeah, the, the child book. orgies in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not an orgy. Okay. The child ritual sex is in there, but again, no. if anything, it's like a um, it's a train. It's a train. Yeah. The consensual train. Kitty pity fuck. But no, no, no. Like honestly, this this movie this movie had me hooked at the very beginning. Yeah. With amazing adaptation of the first chapter. Yeah. Of, uh, I, I was in for it. I no, I I I still like it. So it's a pass. Yeah. Tammy, I definitely pass. I loved how creepy Pennywise is. His voice just like haunts me. Mm-hmm. And then um, all the gore. Yeah. And the dr- like dreams are just so scary to me because mm-hmm. you can't do anything about what happens in your dreams. True. Um, which is so creepy. Um, so I, I thought it was great. Pass. Great. Wonderful. Well, that was my pick for Stephen King month. Good job. Next week will be Matt's pick. Matt, quid pro quo. I mean, I heard there were some murmurs at the end of last episode about how I was doing some softball stuff. So uh, I decided... murmurs? We all said it to your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were okay. here in the room. Yeah, yeah I know. you were in the room. I know. That's why I said murmurs. Did you heard hear it all we said of the murmuring you. about you having to win every time? Yeah. I decided, you <laughs> it's know... It's exhausting. My movie came out in 2019. Uh, it was directed by Mike Flanagan. Of course, it's based on the book by Stephen King. It stars Cliff Curtis, Kylie Curran, Rebecca Ferguson, and Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Mr. Ewan McGregor. My movie is Dr. Sleep. Uh, And my movie is available also on Max. Great. So Dr. Sleep is Matt's pick for King Month. We are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. And the podcast, featured podcasts for the month of October are The Graveyard Club and Terror Tuesday. So you can learn more about them and us and all the other podcasts on the network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. You can suggest a theme month by messaging us on social media, going to our website, or sending us an email at quadproquopod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next week, thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.